Welcome back to the weekly inebriated scriptural exegesis and source study, or Wise Ass, a production of the Oklahoma Atheist Godcast, the most drunken Bible study in all of Oklahoma County, and possibly the only one that takes the Bible exactly as seriously as it deserves. This week on the show, we're covering the book of Job, part two of three. Enjoy! Well, it's ostensibly a dialogue. But honestly, when I was reading it, I kind of realized that not much progress was really happening. No, no. Kinda, and yeah, and I was I was reading something else, and they pointed out like, yeah, it's not, it's not nothing develops. It's just a series of like back and forth, but there's no progress in the conversation. It reminds me of modern day theodicies, really. Yeah, it's sort of like Hume's dialogues in that you don't get anywhere. Well, actually, no. Hume, Hume actually gets you somewhere. It's sort of like a, a, a different kind of dialogue narrative where it's just back and forth and back and forth and nobody ever changes their mind. It's, it's, it's like arguing on the internet, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's the world's first flame war. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Neither of them are listening to the other person. They're just trying to... And they criticize tone a lot. <laughs> Wow, it really is. It's like the very first, the very oldest Hebrew flame war ever. (laughs) (laughs) It was translated from an earlier Ebionite flame war. (laughs) This was very difficult for me to listen to. I had to read it. After I listened to it, I had to read it because it was very difficult for me to know um, the the very long, long um, monologues. So Mm -hmm. it would say, then... Eliphaz, and, and so it was kind of it was very difficult to know who was speaking at one time because they would actually yeah. sound very similar. Oh, hey, especially, um, well, the basic structure is it goes Job, Eliphaz, Job, Taman, Job, Bildad. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, I. It's Eliphaz. Yeah, it's Elif- it's Job, Eliphaz, Job, Bildad, Job, Zophar. Three times. But it all kind of breaks down in the third part. I guess yeah. we'll get to that. Does his but. other friends show up then? Yeah, that, well, no, that's that's in the next week's section. Yeah, but. yeah, uh, yeah, and and some some have argued that you know, never mind, never mind. We'll get there next week. We got. I think we're going to get through this all too quickly now because now that we've gotten into the uh, <laughs> the the internet flame war portion of Job, there's really very little of substance. So we can kind of characterize what are the arguments. Yeah. So what what do we do now? We just talk about what their what their general argument was because we're not going to go into yeah, too much detail. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Repeat. So, and I found the three friends didn't have much difference between them. So it's just kind of like have two main arguments. There's Job's emo, and then the friends, whatever that is. Yeah. Couldn't I mean? Couldn't it all be summarized down to Job saying, "No, really, I'm innocent. I want to be heard." In the divine court, I want to have my day in, in the divine court. I'm innocent. Let me plead my case. And the, and the friend's saying, "No, you're not. You're a mm-hmm. you're a rich corporation that exploits the poor. You're a bastard." You know. He's <laughs> like, if he's that much of a bastard, why did you sit with him in silence for seven or eight days? You know, however long it was. Like, I, I thought you guys were his friends. You did so good at first by not talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found their arguments pretty underwhelming. Cause <laughs> I found Job. Job's stuff was genuinely interesting. Like, I can get what Job is saying. Um, but then they come in and they're just like every single time they're just saying, "Oh, bad people are cursed. God punishes wicked people. God yeah, punishes and, 
people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah and Joe comes God back and says, "Yeah, these, these." Sorry. <laughs> now go go on, Chaz. What what does God say? What, what? Well, you know, j- j- they're they're always um, they're kind of like doing this what called special pleading, or I don't know what it is, but they're always invoking God, saying that no, definitely they are they are cursed, even though it's not always obvious in a way. But yeah. Job's saying what well, what we're what we're seeing is what's happening in that evil people have good things and they are uh, they do they are away from God and yet they still have all the uh, all all the things in life that make it easy. Right, totally. He's pointing out the basic well it's more than the problem of evil, it's like why do good things happen to bad people? And why do right. why do bad things happen to good people? All that, yeah. The the problem How of even born? the problem of when the Barak means blessing and it should mean cursing and vice versa. Ah. Yes, the the problem of the the Janus faced Barak, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually kind of an interesting point. Yeah. What's that? Oh, just the. What you just I, said. Yeah, the strange the the strange idea that the same word can be used for both blessing and curse in the context of all of these speeches is interesting. <laughs> and then also in, in the context of the fact that so many people that shouldn't be are blessed and so many people that should be blessed probably aren't and so on and so forth. It just seemed like an odd, like as far as linguistically, that seemed like a, yeah, know. you'd be like, like translating on the first pass and you'd be like, why are the evil cursed? Oh wait, no blessed. <laughs> Right, or not? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess maybe I'm giving more. I'm not really sure when Hebrew developed as a language, but or how old this poetic text is. Though I'm pretty sure it's pretty old. But I don't know. It, it seems like it's almost an argument of what is blessing and what is curse, and I don't know. Well, so us rational people, I think, are. Uh, listening to Job in this argument because he's being honest. Mm. He's okay. Yeah. Like he's still following God. He's just saying, look, there are some wicked people that have good things. I'm still a believer in God, right? Yeah, I so, think he's totally go ahead. Yeah, so do you think Hebrew people are rooting for our Job or are they rooting for um you know Bildad and those guys? I think well well if this was true, I mean the readers have the pleasure of knowing that Job didn't do anything wrong. Right? Yeah. Well, that's, um, if you inc- if you, if yeah, the but, yeah, but first the, two chapters right. were later. Yeah, you can't include those. You have to take the poetic section by itself. Yeah, oh. what the original intent was. Because I think it's a lot more interesting if Job is like, because in the poetic section, he's like a, he's like an everyman. He could be anybody making an argument. Like, the troubles he has are, they're not some weird thing God did. They're just, like, the shit we all go through. Right. I think that's a lot more powerful than, like, the carefully constructed little thing in the prologue. Because, hmm. first of all, like, no one is absolutely yeah. blessed like Job was. It's not good for preaching, though, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> prologue is needed for preaching in sermons. Yeah, it takes out all the... Is it though? I mean, I don't know. I I think, I think with the poetic section that it's a lot more powerful, mm. like on its own, even from a Christian context, because that's kind of like you know, life sucks and we can't really explain a lot of things. 
you know, how do we go from here? But whenever you throw in the prologue, it seems to me almost like you can live a perfect, good life yeah. so much so that God even brags about you, and you still get screwed in the end. Like, and just be like Job. But, but don't be too much like Job, or, or God will be like, hey, Satan, check out <laughs> yeah. my servant. Test right. that guy out. <laughs> Why don't you take him for a ride around the block? Let's see what happens. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, yeah, I want to I want to con- conclude this in the next half of the show because um, then we get God's answer to Job, which, well, as you you all know, is total bullshit. Wait, I don't even know what it is actually. Oh, it's total bullshit. Get your expectations it- as low as possible right now. <laughs> if you were hoping for some John the, Hicks style wisdom, all I know wisdom. about it is um, the lines from the last song on Curse Your Branches. Where he's like, when Job asked you the question, you responded, who are you? Right, yeah. He like, responded, who, who the hell are you to ask me the question? Now shut the f*** up. <laughs> check out my hippopotamus. Isn't he badass? Look at this hippopotamus. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't make this shit up. It's that bad. I was always told it was a dinosaur. Yeah, okay. Either way. Either way. Not exactly an answer to the problem of evil. Oh, that's a good segue to the Leviathan. Do we get to that this time, or is that next time? Well, no, no, it's this time, because it's famously mentioned um, later on, but it's actually mentioned in um, chapter 3, verse 8. Oh. It's translated um, as... What's it translated as? You don't really mean 3-8, do you? Yeah, 3-8. Let them curse it, curse the day? Yep. What? It's totally mistranslated in the um, KJV. No the, way! Um, the KJV mistranslated something. Yes, the bit about um, who are ready to raise up their mourning actually says um, something about taming Leviathan. And um, Leviathan is basically um, an older Canaanite um, beast or monster. He's one of Baal's enemies, along with this Ooh. other one called Tannin, who is um, is mentioned later in 7.12, um, translated as whale. Okay, I gotta say, once again, uh, Young's literal translation comes through for me. Really? On 3.8. Let the cursors of the day market who are ready to wake up Leviathan. Ah. Wow. Yeah, Young's my man. <laughs> he doesn't fuck around. He just gives you whatever the Hebrew was trying to say. And if it confuses the shit out of you, too bad. Get, you know, is that available online? Yeah, I'm looking at a blue letter. It's on blue letter? How did I miss that? It's it's under the acronym YNG. Okay. On on uh on Bible Gateway it's under the acronym YLT. No, yeah, I found it. Anyway. Yeah, big plug, big shout out for Young. He would he would hate this whole show, but whatever. <laughs> I like that he's honest. I admire that. I have to check I didn't know about that. Again I thought I got him confused with strong. Oh, yeah. Speaking of strong, there's a new uh, concordance called Strongest, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure is just like a blatant attempt to rip off the name. Really? Yeah. It's not like his grandson or anything. Clever. Strongest. Clever in the sense of, like, deceptive, clever advertising is clever. <laughs> speaking, so- of, speaking of strong... Don't ever go half and half on a screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I much prefer him that way. 
I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> Wake up, Leviathan. And what was the other one you were telling us about, um, Abby? Was in chapter seven. Tannen. Yeah, I tried looking that up, but I just found a bunch of um, places called Canaan Tanning. <laughs> Wait, was that in 712? Yeah. yeah. It's translated as whale in the KJV, but... But Young, I mean, once are... again, comes through for us with sea monster. Yeah. These are older <laughs> mythical... Myth, like, Canaanite legend that... I think by now they kind of, like, personified chaos. That's one interpretation I've heard. Mm-hmm. But they're definitely something that's lost on, like, you know, the modern reader. Which brings us, I think, to... Uh, the word Rahab in Job, or Raha, right? Do you, do you remember where that was? And is that in, uh, oh, yeah. in, in chapter twenty-six? As long as we're talking about like ancient monsters and stuff, um, in Job twenty-six, there's another mention of it. Um, where was it? Um, oh, twenty-six, twelve. Instruct on Rahab by skill. Yeah, what was Rahab? Um, do not confuse this with the prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Job is Job twenty six seven. Twenty six, twelve. Yeah, sorry, twenty six twelve. Uh, you know, by his wisdom, he he shattered Rahab, which I think is the personification of something, but I can't tell what it is. And right now, the Bible's not helping me. Uh, okay. It turns out the word Rahab yeah. is the word Rahab, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's Strong's H. 7293, which means storm or arrogance or mythical sea monster. Ah, there's a lot of mythical sea monsters here. There's a whole lot of mythical sea monster going on in this book. Which, yeah, which brings us back to the, the, the fact that this book probably has, holds the record for the, uh, the most, uh, the meaning for this Hebrew is obscure. Yeah. Yeah, there's some good examples of that. Blue letter is cool. Yeah, yeah blue, blue letter is badass. Oh yeah. Is it blue letters on Bible Gateway? No, no, no it's, it's blueletterbible.org. It's a totally, it's like a competing site. Oh, okay. It's more of a more drill down than Bible Gateway is, I would say. Mm-hmm. Much more. If you're looking to get a Hebrew tattoo, blue letters your source for you know getting <laughs> getting the yeah. shit, getting the words just right. No, the one I'm thinking of is um on six ten. There's a line that it's not translated. It's what, what's it? Uh, Hapax legononum, whatever that is. Whoa. What they call it when there's when there's only one example of that word. Hmm. I figure I'll say, oh, I don't know what it means, but in context, it's. Wait, which what's the word? As. Er. Vasaleda. Vasaleda. Are you sure you're in six ten? <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's translated as um, I would harden myself in sorrow, but that's not accurate. Is it at the, is it at the beginning of the verse? No, it's in the middle. I rejoice in I rejoice in unsparing pain. Yeah. Kalad lo chamal. Yeah, that is a word. Kalad just is of in and of itself. It only shows up once. Five five three nine. See, I feel like we have time for this delving because seriously, what is going to do anything for us in these speeches? Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. Let's talk about Curse God and Die again. I really want to have that as a tattoo, but I just can't figure out what picture goes with it. Probably <laughs> some, some dude scraping a pot shirt across himself. 
Uh. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed because I, I read it all really carefully. It's like, okay, this is classic poetry. I'm going to absorb it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you poor thing. What? Then you realize it was classic poetry. <laughs> and then it just kept on repeating itself. I'm like, god damn it, say something new. <laughs> Get it. I'm going to go back and read the body sonnets of Shakespeare again. It's more edifying. <laughs> I thought Why it was going to look like some universal truths. We haven't really come across those in this book. The Bible can't be all bad. Just because some parts are horrible doesn't mean it all has to be. Yeah, and the bits of it that are good it's like are incidentally good. Okay, so what was that word that could mean hypocrite or godless? Oh, yeah. Um, Chenef? Kanef? That'd be a good tattoo. <laughs> Not only am I godless, I'm also profane and hypocritical. By the way, on version, I guess if you haven't been to the web app, if you haven't seen the uh, community notes, uh-huh. Uh-huh. they're kind of amusing sometimes. Like <laughs> the one that's titled, Perfect Integrity with an exclamation point. <laughs> and suffering is a cause for praise. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it is a blessing, not a curse, Paul. I don't have much. I do have a question about the wisdom of Minecraft. Oh. I was going to save that for the end, but... Well, it's actually... It's 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 next time, isn't it? No, no, it's it's the last chapter we do. Oh, okay. We're doing 28 today? Um, I was going to say, I only read through 26. Yeah, I only read through 26. What did I do wrong? No, it's 28. It's 28. I only read through... (laughs) You guys keep talking for a bit. I'm going to read through 26 and 28. 27. 28 right now. 27, too. I, I just want to know about the wisdom of Minecraft. Well, it's it's about my it's about Minecraft. How you? Yeah, how do you relate to like, chapter twenty-eight, like, Joe? Really making mines. Do well, you play Minecraft? <laughs> yeah, a little. Awesome. So, how does it get back it, to chapter twenty-eight, though? Because, well, if you read it, you'll see that um, it sticks <laughs> out. It's like this. It's totally unrelated to anything else. It's about mining. It makes this weird um, metaphor about wisdom being like mining a seam of mineral. It even mentions the piece lazuli, which is found in Minecraft now after an update. Is that the stuff that the Babylonians uh, decorate their gates with? Are they blue gates? Isn't that what the Ishtar gates are? Uh... Could be. So how about this for a theory? You know how Melville did a lot of whaling and then wanted to like write a book about it? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe the author did a lot of mining, right? And so he started out by writing chapter twenty-eight. <laughs> so, well, I started describing how, like, I mean, he, like, like most people, he assumes that his field is the queen of the sciences. Everyone does yeah. that. And so obviously, God is like a miner. He's into that. So he describes God in laudatory terms while he's describing mining at the same time, like Melville and his like whole building a novel around whaling. And then just kind of goes on from there to write more verses of back and forth, like that, you know. Well, I'd agree, but I don't think it's related to the rest of Job. I think yeah. it was just inserted. Like but no, you're theory. right. I bet it was written by a someone who, someone a pious that, miner. Yeah. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, 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 I, I think we're in Job nineteen eighteen, where he gets cursed out by children. Because <laughs> that was funny. As he should. Yeah. <laughs> Like these Why young children just despise me. These, these kids at the bus stop are making fun of me for scraping myself with pot shards. <laughs> so he's super Why didn't he the lowest of low, care. though, and the kids can make fun of you? No, kids make fun of everything. Anyone can get made fun of by kids. But whenever it actually hurts you, like, 
Yeah. That's the lowest. When it hurts you, that's low. Kids don't really hate adults unless it's like their parents punching them. I mean, they wouldn't hate some random dude named Job. Kids will make so, fun of you if your car is too small or if your car is too big or if you're bald or if you're bald or if you're Anthony Weiner. You know, kids <laughs> yeah, will just make so, fun of you for whatever reason. If Job is super righteous, couldn't does he not have the she bear powers? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would have been badass. <laughs> I don't think he's, but he's not a prophet, is he? No, oh, he's just no. he's just some dude, some really rich dude. It's just that name God pulled out of the hat. Job. If only he were a prophet. I'm I'm very proud of us all. None of us has said the obvious pun that Job got jobbed. What does that mean? What? He got jobbed. What does it mean to get jobbed? It means to get screwed. Really? Oh. Yeah. Never heard that. I'm proud of you for knowing the not obvious pun. Yeah, I've never heard that before. You got jobbed. Oh, it's a sports thing, Chaz. That's why you know it. Oh, the Bears got jobbed. Blah blah blah. Yeah, okay. I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking through all these these things. It's like all sports fans pages. <laughs> Screw that. Vegas. I didn't realize it was all sports. That's funny. Damn. Yeah, every hit's a sports thing. You just gave yourself away as a sports fan, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us who do knitting in our spare time are laughing at you. <laughs> All right, so Job. What about him? Yeah. I don't know. I don't have anything else. What was his best argument? His best argument? Yeah, what was his best argument in favor of himself? My favorite line was, Surely you are the men, and wisdom will die with you. Surely you are the men. Every time the Bible goes to sarcasm, I I just giggle a little bit and think, Yeah, divinely revealed sarcasm. Yeah, there's some good sarcasm in here. Even God is sarcastic at the end of the book. We'll get to that next week. He gets, God gets very sarcastic. You know, he's like, "Tell me if you know. Surely you know." I have to say, my if we're talking favorites, uh, I liked the verse two in Job nineteen, where "How long will you vex my soul and break me into pieces with words?" Oh, I also we got the new mission statement for the Oklahoma atheists from chapter twenty one of Job. Oh, did we? Yes, and it is this. Therefore they say unto God, Depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. What is the Almighty, that we should serve him? And what profit should we have if we pray unto him? (laughs) There you go. That's the new Oklahoma Atheist Mission Statement right there from the Book of Job. Nice. It's beautiful. And that's in reference to wicked people that spend their days in wealth. Mm. Like me. Wow. You know, I'm going to go ahead and mention at this point that our musical theme from the beginning of the show is taken from Job twenty one twelve. Huh? Well, we, we need to have a theme for this week, and so I figure we'll just look at Job twenty one twelve, and we'll take our theme from that. Uh. It'll be it'll be the different ways in which we rejoice at the sound of the organ. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, we are the wicked. We are the wicked in Job twenty one who live and become old and are mighty in power, and our bulls gendereth and our cows calveth. <laughs> And we say unto God, depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. That's us. We are the people of Job 21, the mockers. So why do you guys, who, who wrote that uh, the tone changes for Job in chapter 24? Um, me. Because when I was reading it, I was like, wait, this doesn't sound like Job. Because it's doing the whole everyone's cursed and the wicked people are pay thing like this doesn't sound like Job um, and then I find out like 
everything just kind of goes to hell. Did anyone else notice that? Yeah. Yeah, like Bildad has a like five verse speech, and then Job Job starts talking, and then he starts talking again while he was already talking. And then so far doesn't even get a third speech. So what I think what like according to my Bible's notes, which I noticed it before they pointed it out, and I was I felt like oh hey I was actually reading it and I noticed that it was weird. I'm getting good at this. Yeah. <laughs> so it's thought that um twenty six verses five to fourteen. Maybe actually the continuation of Bildad's speech, which means that the beginning of 26 is out of place, um, maybe belongs with 27. And then it's thought that um, 27.11 on is actually Zophar's last speech. I mean, as far as like textual figuring out goes, I mean, this is as easy as it gets because... They sound nothing like like Job has the same arguments every time, and the friends have the same arguments every time. And when they get mixed up, it's easy to. Uh, right. I don't know how they explain it. Well, I heard actually I heard someone say that Job is so flustered that he loses himself and starts saying things. He starts saying things his friends would say. So now all of a sudden the Bible is true, you know, and like we're actually yeah. people we're have real emotion. We're actual conversation. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Come on. How's it true? What? Well, you know, like this is actual, um, like what, like what Paul's saying. It's actual emotions. You know, it's, it's not scripted. It's uh, someone's sitting there and uh, he's dictating, and the, I mean they're 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 writing down what, what everyone's saying. You know. It's just kind of a weird argument to make. Oh, yeah. Um, if we don't have anything else to say about Job, mm-hmm. now now would be a good time for us to do plugs. So, we have a Facebook page now for the Godcast. Ooh. What? Facebook.com slash Oklahoma Atheists Godcast. That's atheist plural, Godcast one word. You can go on that page and interact and gripe and stuff. Uh, Chaz, you're an admin, by the way. Sweet. <laughs> so it's hoping to get get the listeners more involved, you know, interactive stuff. Good address. I'm gonna put in the plug for the Oklahoma Atheist Godcast Facebook page. You know, go go like it if you like it. Good. Already done. And what else? Um, Hashtag KJV400. What else do we need to plug? Uh, Sam Singleton's coming to Oklahoma. Oh, shit. Too late. <laughs> David Bazan's new album, Strange Negotiation. I think we sufficiently plugged that early on, but yes. Mention the name of the album. Strange Negotiations, yes. I have it. I'm still getting used to it. I haven't broken it in yet. We should plug uh, Sam Singleton. Just give him money because <laughs> someone in Tulsa broke into his van while he was at, in the library and stole all of his cash. That oh, no. sucks. Yeah. And, you know, they carry a lot of cash because they sell swag and they have to change. So. Oh, yeah. Sounds pretty awful. They keep he, getting screwed, man. It's yeah, like, he said, like, this may be his last tour. It's like God hates his ass. It's like Job was right. God punishes 
the wicked. <laughs> Wait, no. Bildad was right. Yeah. Bildad, the shortest man in the Bible. What? He's only a shoe height. Where does it say that? Never mind. Bildad, the shoe height. You know, he's only as high as a shoe. Oh, I can't. Cheesy old Bible jokes from Sunday school. Sorry. Uh, any any other... Um... I'll plug my blog after I update it. No, oh, yes, know. yes. No, no, it... don't. Don't plug it. It's not worth it. Never mind. We'll plug blogs <laughs> next time. Paul, go update your blog. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to update it with. I'm actually thinking I'm going to delete everything on it and change directions. But Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I've changed directions several times, but I never go, I never delete anything. I just leave all the yeah. other stuff up. Maybe I won't delete everything. I'll just change directions. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think that the Facebook page might come in handy because people interact more easily on Facebook than they do on, on Blogger. Because you know, oh, yeah. commenting on, on Blogspot is kind of a pain in the ass. you got to validate your identity and stuff. It is, yes. And I have some weird identity on Blogspot. Amateur archaeologist. I don't know <laughs> why I grabbed that, so I need to get rid of that. And you always have to t- like, type in, like, you know, those little anti-spam images <laughs> and stuff. Oh, yeah, the oh, captures. The captures, yeah, it's annoying. Whereas with Facebook, like, you're already logged into your own account on Facebook. It's really easy to interact and comment and stuff. Yeah. So does this really get us through in one year? Yeah. Okay, because it's like you know, it's we're okay. about yeah, done. yeah, we're we're close. I, I was just looking at my Bible. I was like, looks like we're really close to halfway, but I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, and we're way ahead of the king and I now. Yeah. <laughs> well. Well, all right. It's it, it's that time we all turn into pumpkins at midnight <laughs> uh, Eastern. Good night, all. Good night. God bless night. you all. God bless. <laughs> See you next Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday it is. Right, bye. Bye. The Oklahoma Atheist Godcast is produced by the Oklahoma Atheists. The mission of the Oklahoma Atheists is to develop a community of individuals and families who value and promote critical thinking, free thought, reason, and a scientific worldview, and who seek to have a positive effect on the community at large through fellowship, rational discussion, community service, and education. For more information, please visit our website at www.oklahomaatheist.com.